0: Hello, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Zach Rosen here with the full squad. minus Jamoke, Chris Gehring, Ryan Dizdeer, and Jacob Rame. Coming off two wins in a row for the Wizards. Uh, The first part of the road trip last week did not uh, go too great. Uh, We won't talk about that as much as it is in the past, and we want to talk more about the recent success that the team has had and possibly turning a corner with um, a pretty soft schedule coming up on this five-game homestand. Uh, guys, last week, obviously, the Wizards uh, took two losses, got behind very far in Dallas and Orlando, but then bounced back on a back-to-back in Miami. Um, and then, of course, last night, Monday night, defeated the Magic at home to get a little uh, uh, home-and-home revenge. Uh, what what do you think really turned the corner after Friday's game, going into Saturday, and then as we continue on this trip, kind of seeing some consistency?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that finally the Wizards have found what that, that that late in the game they know who they can rely on. I think that's always been there, but it's it's come to fruition now twice in a row. And we talk about, you know, these last these first two road games where when you dig too deep a hole, it just it, it makes things really hard and it makes that run, you know, there's always a run back at some point to some degree. And then you know from there you then have to finish a game and it's really just hard to do that when you've just made what should be you know for good teams what should be maybe a deciding run but really you just use that energy to come back to even or come back to close Um, the Wizards in these last two games and their last two wins have used the fourth quarter to use to get to make that run and put the game away and I think that that is kind of The blueprint going forward, they've played close games. Obviously, they're still working things out, and that's going to lead to things like, you know, you look at the Magic, and it's a team that the Wizards feel they should beat every time they step on the floor. But the Magic have played together a little longer with their group. Um, they're They're fairly healthy for once. They weren't a lot last season. So it's just I think that this veteran group with their new addition, specifically Dwight Howard and Jeff Green, who I think we'll talk about a little bit more, Later, they're they're finding their way a little bit and they're finding their roles, how to play with John, um, and that's all coming together, finally in in a good way. And hopefully they'll be able to kind of build on that this weekend.
2: I think last um, last night in particular against the Magic, uh, the Wizards, the Wizards did what you're supposed to do when you're a more talented team. The Magic played hard, they scrapped, they fought all night. Um, Vucevic and Gordon were excellent, but. They locked down on defense, and they proved they were the better team, and they came away with a relatively comfortable win at the end. And that—that's the type of game you have to have, and that's the type of game we haven't really seen from this team so far against a really inferior opponent, except for maybe the Knicks game. And so I think that, I think these last two games, like we're not out of the woods yet. We're four and nine. Um, no, nobody, nobody's, nobody's happy yet. But I think that, I think that getting two wins in a row, one of them against a good Miami team in in Miami. And then against a scrappy Orlando team, where you did what you're supposed to do as a better team, and um, and grind out a win in the fourth quarter. Um, just they the the defense in particular against Orlando in the fourth quarter looked so much better. It was like night and day comparatively to what we'd seen early on the last road trip, and that
3: that I think was also
2: um, also telling for this team.
3: Yeah, I think it's still early in the season, but we're seeing. Uh, pretty good amount of growth. I think Austin Rivers said post-game last night that uh, last night's game against the Magic, Wizards would have lost two or three weeks ago, and just they're improving on things that they weren't doing so well on early in the year. They're just getting better playing together and getting more comfortable, and like Jacob said, defensively, I mean, this team is just continuing to get better and down the stretch that's what you need to do and I mean it, it was it was a tight game last night there was never really a point until the fourth quarter I mean we entered every or we ended every quarter tied and I think that the way that the team was able to pull away in the end, and in Miami too. I mean, not the easiest place to play against a very well-coached team, and being able to take care of business. I think we're seeing some real substantial signs of growth from this squad. I mean, it's still early in the season too, so I mean, improving on those things now is only going to help them later on.
1: And by the way, I think a couple of things too to mention is just that the the shots have not been falling for the Wizards, and I know that that's that's easier said than and you know you're supposed to. When things aren't happening for you and when shots aren't falling, you're supposed to be playing harder on the defensive end, you're supposed to be making other teams miss. But really, other teams have gotten really hot against the Wizards, yeah. and it seems like it's been happening every night. It seemed like it happened to start. Terrence um, Ross was making preposterous night. shots. And I know that, that the defense, is, you know, the line after that is, well, what are you going to do about it? And that's true to a degree. But I think the the Wizards have found ways now when their shot isn't falling to – impact the game in other ways That's certainly on the defensive end but it's also in just attacking um and so you know the three point percentages have not been have not really been pretty even in these wins I mean Bradley Beal was two for ten last night um from deep it just it, it hasn't all come together but they've found ways now to defend and to get points around the basket um even when they're not shooting well and I think that all comes down to just some will and then playing together and wanting it coach Brooks has talked about that at length already this year and so I think it's finally started to come together a little bit certainly happened in Miami didn't shoot particularly well but they kind of had to grind out a win and they were able to do that so I think going forward that's the kind of thing that you have to keep in mind when maybe against some of these bad some of these pretty bad teams that are coming up for the Wizards maybe you don't you know maybe you're a little lazy maybe you come out a little bit slow and don't shoot very well but you're gonna have to just kind of you're going to have to have the will to get back in it and not drop these games and really take care of business.
2: This this should be a 4-1 and one or 5-0 and oh homestand. And this is the type of get-right homestand that puts your season back on track now. No. They took care of business against Orlando. Then they need to take care of business against Cleveland. Then they need to take care of um, business against Brooklyn. And, um, you know, prayers up for Karis Levert. That injury was ugly last night. You hate to see that yeah, it really um, for anybody for that. in the league but the matchup gets a little bit easier and then and then you're probably, you know, you want to go 2 and 0 or 1 and 1 against the Clippers and the Blazers. And so that's this is this is a get right home stand and they started off on the right foot.
0: And you mentioned the fourth quarter last night the I think the Wizards scored on 14 of 15 possessions at one point. They took uh, 18 free throws in the fourth quarter to the Magic's four. Well, and that's a whole or two actually. The Magic just don't get to the line at all. Um, and then The team shot 9-13 of from the floor. I mean, just kind of dominated. Without some three balls that kept falling for Orlando, it probably would have been an even bigger blowout. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it seems like the defense with the right lineup, and it seems, again, the small ball has been working in the fourth quarter, and that's a big part of Jeff Green, who we mentioned earlier. He's made 21 of his last 28 shots. We're starting to feel a lot of Mike Scott here, um, but – Someone asked John last night if he reminds him of Mike Scott, and and John said the the scoring ability, sure, Mike Scott's probably a better offensive player overall, but defensively, Jeff Green brings a lot more than Mike Scott. What do you think has given Jeff this ability to, to play into, into the fourth quarter and be more consistent than he did to start the year?
1: Yeah, I think he's certainly more comfortable. He's certainly more comfortable than John, but like you said at some point it comes down to him personally as well I know that when we talked to him in the offseason he has a huge emphasis on getting his body right staying in shape staying ready to play um, I don't know if he knew at the outset of the season you know just how many minutes he was going to play on any given night for this team in this rotation but i know that he takes it very seriously at this point in his career he's a veteran guy in more ways than one you know one being he knows how to play and he's he's kind of grown with this team fairly quickly for not having played with them for for very long but he also takes it seriously that um you know he's going to be physically ready to play every single night and he's going to be physically ready to play a lot of minutes um his athleticism and his length, I know that, that those are things that, you know, if you follow the NBA for a long time, that's always the line on Jeff Green. Like, he's athletic. He can guard multiple positions, all that stuff. Um, but people say that because it is is—it is true, and, and we're, we're seeing that now, um, that he's comfortable doing a lot. He's still, I mean, he's he's an older guy. He's a veteran now, but he's still got that bounce and, and that um, athleticism and length. So um, we're seeing it all kind of come together for him. And he's certainly getting comfortable. I mean, hitting open jump shots and all those things. Um, Part of that, I think, is probably John and and the the rest of the team helping him get into a rhythm.
0: Yeah, it seems like John and Jeff have really early chemistry, which is a great sign.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think just getting more comfortable and kind of maximizing the role he's in um, has been a really big part of it. And like you said, just, you know, figuring out the system and becoming more Uh, Equipped in that. I mean, he's been excellent over the past five games. He was, I think, plus 13 last night. He was plus 14 in Miami. He's averaging like 14.6 over the past five. He's just been, I mean, we talked about it before the start of the season how the new additions, Jeff, Austin, Dwight, um, and we're going to provide a lot of spark. And Jeff has been that spark over the past five games. So I think just kind of understanding what he brings to the table and then him just maximizing the most of that. Um, I mean, it's obviously really helped his team out, and they've needed it.
1: Yeah, and he has said that he would lead, you know, however he kind of needed to at the beginning of the year. He said if he needed to speak up at some point, he would, but that he likes to lead by example. There are a couple of instances last night I thought that, you know, his played did all the talking. I mean, obviously he threw down an alley-oop from John that was sick. Um, but there were <laughs> other ones where, you know, like he grabbed a board. He went way up to grab it's a It's two in a, a row with the rebound. same alley-oop, right? Yeah, yeah. it's literally the same play, and... He, but there was another one where he just like went up to grab a board and I think all three of us looked at each other and was like man that was a heck of a rebound like he just he really plays hard and when you see a guy who's been in the league for so long play that way I think that's contagious whether you're John and Brad who are also veterans but the rest of the team too I think it just kind of I think it raises the collective level and um, it certainly is going to help this team going forward rebounding's been big the last two games they were Brad with out of the a team
0: last night yeah Brad. Um, and we've he didn't shoot the ball particularly well last night, and he and made it up, made it up forward in other areas. Yeah, and I mean, I think he got right at the right time when the team was down ten. He kind of led them back to that charge to, to take the lead back. Um,
2: but that was I will say that sorry, just t- talking about yeah. the ten point deficit. I mean, mm-hmm. you know that 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 ten point deficit was gone in an instant. It yeah. happened and then it was gone. And I think that's that's what you like to see is you know you you, you took their punch and you gave it right back. And I know, I mean. Look, I'm not saying that Orlando is, is is the best team in the NBA, but they have some really good wins this year. I think they're like six and eight on the season or something like that. And so, I mean, and so you you just you you, you take when the opposition comes at you like that. It's, we always say it's a game of runs, and they um and they really did a good job bouncing back quickly. It would have been really easy for this team with the with some of the struggles they've had this year to to get in that hole and not come out of it. But but they fought and they eliminated it really yeah. quickly.
1: That was definitely the defining moment of the game, and and it and it sparked. I think the way that the Wizards know they can play. And I think when they saw it come together on that run, it was like, okay, you know, we're on our home floor. This is you know, this is our game now. And John was a big part of that. Yeah.
0: And Dwight had the and one to tie it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that his offense kind of struggled on this, this trip last week, but um, his rebounding in Miami where he had sixteen boards, he said he should have had twenty I mean, just to have a guy out there that all he cares about is grabbing the rebound, uh, he's gonna start setting more screens. I feel like, honestly, when he gets the ball in the post, it's almost an automatic bucket because he has post moves. He's just bigger and can finish over guys. For a guy like Busevic and Whiteside, he, he's played against them for years. He knows their tendencies and how to shoot over them. But are we starting to see the Dwight Howard we envisioned coming to DC? I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't think he's there yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, he talked about his, his legs aren't there. He's still not in game yeah. shape. He's playing on a leg and a half. But in terms of his contributions, maybe not the max of what you want to see, right. but kind of the style.
1: Yeah, I
2: want to see some monster dunks. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I'm you not could tell it. that
1: he's you could tell that he's kind of getting there. And there are some opportunities where you know, like, you know, six or seven years ago, Dwight would have you know he would have rocked somebody's world. Um, but there were a couple instances last night, and I know that Moban was a rookie. But there was one point where they gave Dwight the ball in the post and Mo Bamba just had no idea yeah. what to do with it. And that is the kind of thing where there, he's going to get opportunities like that because the league is playing smaller in general. And when he's right, the Wizards are going to be able to find mismatches for him. And he is just, I mean, he can still be a handful. And I think as he gets more comfortable, that's going to help. But I'm very interested to see, like you said, you know, how – setting more screens, rolling just diving to the basket, how that can help the Wizards um cuz there's a certain point where when he gets too deep, it's, you know, it's over. He's either getting fouled or he's finishing or both. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And I know we talked on the last podcast about, you know, the narrative about Dwight and yeah, that we think he's been great in the locker room and and I again after the game last night, I know he didn't come back into the game in the fourth quarter, but he was just applauding everyone for how hard they played, especially John, and he was just so happy to get the win and it's like those are the kind of guys and I, and it take away, you know, what happened in LA Houston and all that stuff, but he's at the stage of his career where he just wants to win. And he, he has like a very interesting uh, liking of younger players. Like he really like is such a student of the game. Like he, he loves playing against Bamba. Uh, He likes playing, you know, Donkic. He, he enjoyed seeing him. And it's interesting that, because you know we hear all these things about him you know he doesn't love basketball he doesn't like to practice but like I feel like he's such a basketball junkie Mm -hmm. um and and he's just been you know in a locker room that has been very you know gloomy over the start of the season he's been just great and positive the whole the whole year um and the last addition that I wanted to bring up was Austin Rivers who kind of willed the Wizards to victory in Miami kind of had his coming out party John said welcome to the team after the game um has it just been a difference of aggressiveness, or, or what is Austin doing? I mean, he's been great defensively, but what changed offensively?
3: Yeah, I think it's really just being more aggressive, attacking the basket, and just kind of um, just playing more of his game. I remember after, I think, the Clippers game, he's, he noted that he, he needs to play more aggressively, and since then it's definitely been a different Austin Rivers. I, I, last night he had a particular play where um, he took it right at Mobamba and just drove right by him and i think that that's what i mean obviously what he is probably best at and what he would like to do more of and i, I think it's just having that mindset of being um and kind of to paraphrase what he said like i'm, I'm a killer like I, I go right at people and i mean that's what we're seeing more of and it's certainly been a more productive austin rivers so i think a mindset uh has certainly been a factor but kind of just the same thing with Jeff where it's just becoming more comfortable in the role and just getting more comfortable and used to playing with uh, the other guys on the team yeah
1: anytime I guess anytime you join a new team there's going to be that learning curve and I know that he talked about it but we all know that you know Austin Rivers is at his best when he's using that like internal fire that he has um, I mean he's just that he's an edgy player he likes to go at people he likes to take people on he likes to talk smack and he has that fearlessness, you know, where there are gonna be times where he's gonna take on a guy who's twice the size like Mo Bamba. Maybe he's gonna get swatted sometimes, but he's gonna go at people. Um, and he has the skills to finish, you know, when he gets those opportunities. Really great finisher. Really yeah. good. And I, I think that it's it's underrated. I mean, I think a lot about him is underrated, but that is maybe one of the one of the other ways. And obviously just being relentless on defense. Um, it's the same thing, it's the NBA guys are going to make shots over you, guys are going to finish over you but he has that continuous that, that drive defensively that you can tell um, you know, last night he was just chasing people around he was chasing Augustine over picks and around you know, everything um, that's just the kind of fire that, that everybody on the team needs to see and it's another thing where it's an easy example to follow if you've got a guy playing with his hair on fire um, the shots haven't fallen like the way that Austin wants. I know um, but it's another thing that that's going to come, and he's and he's not going to be afraid of t- continuing to take advantage of those chances.
0: Seems like John has really found his three point stroke uh,
1: in November. A basically, lot more comfortable. just look like looking at his jump shot; it looks a lot yeah. more comfortable.
0: And we've talked about his follow through being a big part of that in the past, and you know, not getting ahead of himself when he shoots the ball. But the way that he's shooting. Creates such a miss, like a bigger mismatch, and yeah. also his speed has been great the last couple of games too. Yeah. You know, maybe he's finally getting into game shape. He took over um, that game last night. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was like we didn't see that John Wall last year because he was injured most of the year and was yeah. hobbling. But the year before that, you know, you started to, to think, wow, this is this is the John Wall we know. Um, he had that big block in the corner and you that know, was an drew the incredible floor. play. Yeah, and it it just seems like. You know, all this media talk and all that, he, he won't admit that it, it, you know, lit a fire under him. But I think even yeah. Brad said it did. And Brad yeah. said he, he, like, thanked the media for for letting it happen because we're seeing the wolf wall. Um, but is it just as easy as saying if John Wall plays like that, the Wizards are just tough to beat?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think we've said that before. And, you know, I know that when John was out last year, there was all this talk. Um, about, you know, the Wizards rattling off some wins without him and all that stuff, but there's just no way. The way that he's playing now, his jump shot looks looks really comfortable It He doesn't to me. take as many, like, bad
0: mid-range yep. jumpers
1: either. He tra- he's I think he's just starting to trust this particular group more, which is, you know, naturally it's going to take some time. And it's going to take some more time, you know, to get... Um, Scott Brooks talked pregame about there's another level that, like, he and Dwight can reach... Um, that he and Jeff can reach of this, you know, just kind of like a... <laughs> it's not like psychic, but it's, you know, there are things where there are going to be certain situations where John and Dwight are going to be able to look at certain spots on the floor and know what's going to happen. And, you know, Coach Brooks just said that, you know, understandably, it's just not there yet. And so there's there are more levels for them to reach. Um, but John, as a one-on-one player... um he looks like that. It looks like that facet of his game and being elite in that sense is is coming back right now, um, and there there are certain there, there are certain parts of that where most teams are not going to have an answer. This the is, Magic didn't last night.
2: This is a superstar league and when your superstar is playing really well, you're going to win ball games, and when he's not, you're you're going to struggle. And when John is playing like he is last night, this this team is going to win ball games, and, and they're going to get on a
1: roll. And you saw how the Magic, who you know they they've played well this year they've got some good wins but they don't have a player like that and you saw they had no there's no when john starts playing like that there's nobody on the other side in the magics case who's gonna go at him one one one-on-one you know they have guys like they have heat check guys like terrence ross who can get hot and hurt you but you know they're they're (laughs) late in the game john has that experience he's got that confidence um and it seems like it's coming back even a little bit more. That confidence that he can just go at people and either score himself or make the right decision. Um, and by the way, he only—I think the Wizards only turned the ball over like once in the fourth quarter. John only had two on the whole night. Those are the kind of things that—that that when John's playing well and he's not, you know, being forced into too many mistakes or too many weird spots, um, that the Wizards can be really, really dangerous. Yeah, he's been very,
3: very good the past couple of games. There's been maybe three or four plays in every game where it's just no one can stop that. Maybe one player in the league can contend with that. And like Chris said, when he wants to, or not not even when he wants to, but in the fourth quarter in crunch time when he he kind of just takes over, it's, it's very, very difficult to stop that. And like what Jacob said, it's a superstar-driven league, and that's what elite players do. They make those plays, and seeing him have this success recently is definitely promising and you know like you said zach don't want to he's not going to acknowledge the media but i'm sure that fires him up he's a he's a competitor like um like austin and he he wants to go out there and prove people wrong and he's doing it and doing it very efficiently and very well
1: you talk about the body language too that that whole thing um when john gets on a roll like that and is that fired up yeah. i mean it's impossible to not be yourself yeah. and you can see that in the team too um you know i think that's when he's it's obviously when he's at his best as a player but it's also when he's at his best as a leader you know he, he can really fire his team up um because he plays with a ton of energy um and so when that ball gets rolling think I think it's really hard and it affects everybody um, Brad mentioned it last night and so hopefully we'll continue to see it they're gonna have a lot of chances to do it um, in this upcoming week and there's no better place to than to be at home especially mm. with no back-to-backs I mean it's yeah. just yeah. it's home games there's off days um, it's really the perfect setup right now and so hopefully like I said, this is gotta right yeah, trip, has got to stand. be a get-right road trip. Yeah,
0: it has to be. You mentioned the Superstar League. Another superstar is heading to the east. I know all these guys are going west. Now everyone's going east. The east looks pretty good. Jimmy Butler's on the Sixers. Uh,
3: I can't say I loved that. It's interesting. It's definitely an interesting I mean, trend. I just, just
2: from, I mean, Sixers are so, I mean, look, we'll see how it plays out. But, man, yeah. do they have all the pieces now. Yeah. It, yeah. it just seems the one thing
0: they're missing is a fifth guy now because Fultz looks like he has the jitters. I don't know if you can play him and Simmons at the same time, but they have four guys with Reddick and the three All-Stars. Who's going to be their fifth guy? They probably have another trade to make. Um, but considering the way the Bucks are playing right now, the Celtics will figure it out. The Raptors are playing exceptionally well, though New Orleans won in Toronto last yeah, night, which is an, an impressive, impressive win. win. Yeah. Uh,
2: uh, Anthony Davis was unstoppable. I mean, like. he's...
1: Speaking of the superstars, yeah, it's it's just it's See the, is he is he the best player in the league?
0: People will say him or Giannis. Yeah. I mean, I I still think you have to you know pick one of the Warriors or LeBron. But yeah. the way the Lakers are playing, it's just uninspired right now. Yeah. But um, and LeBron's effort on defense—that one clip, yeah, I not not, not great. up. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's been an interesting start to the another, season.
2: Another guy who went crazy last night is Carl Anthony Towns, yeah. and I yeah. think that. I think that without Jimmy there, he's about to explode. Yeah. yeah. Well, defense would still be my concern with the Timberwolves, but I think Towns. Yeah. Towns to also turned the ball over ten times last night, which is a big man is kind of. An, I know he. Yeah. I know he handles the ball a fair bit, but that is. It's too. much. It's too, much. too many yeah. turnovers. It's too much.
1: I. I think with the Sixers, it's. It's, it's going to be a wait and see thing, but I know that in the NBA, if you when you can get a top whatever you know whatever you want to call them top ten top 20, 15, whatever. When you get that kind of a guy, when you can, you do. And so I understand why they gave up a lot of their depth, um, to do it. But it will be interesting to see how that affects them as a team. I'm sure there's gonna be growing pains. Um, and other guys on that roster are going to have to step into bigger roles and specifically when it comes to hitting three point shots, I mean, you just have to do it yeah in this league to win. And so I know that Jimmy can shoot for sure, but um, it's gonna put pressure on other guys to to produce and It's going to be, but it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be super fun to watch. The East, I think, has gotten just really interesting. And I know that the Warriors are out in the West, and I I know that they're going to be looming at the end of this. But um, it's just going to be a blast to watch.
2: The East is clearly deeper than the West at this
0: point. Deeper Uh, or better at the top? I'd say the West is deeper, the East is better at the top. Because the
2: Wizards are 4-9 in a game and a half back of the 8 seed. I mean, I think that when I'm talking about depth, I'm thinking about, like, I guess I'm thinking about depth of very good teams. Okay. I mean, yeah. I that yes, I there are it? probably like you know, the, the West is probably like 12 or 13 deep. The East is not. Yeah. Um I, But the fact is that in the West you have kind of have the Warriors and then a big drop off right now. I mean, I don't know. The Denver? Clippers. The Clippers too. Denver? Clippers are playing great, but those. Not. I don't think the Denver. And then in the East, I mean, the the top four are all really, really good right now. I mean, assuming the Celtics figure it out, which I'm not really doubting. No.
3: Yeah, they will. They'll be good.
0: Hey, but the Celtics went 1-4 on the West Coast trip, just like the Wizards. No one That's seems right. to be uh, – well, I'm sure Boston right. is going crazy over it, but it <laughs> helps when the Red Sox won the World Series.
1: Yeah. And Denver, by the way, a team that we all said – I mean, they were not a hard one to say look out for this year, but they have really, really stepped yeah. up yeah. with all that depth. The Milwaukee-Denver
0: game the other day was really good. Yeah. Two young teams with a lot of talent. Yeah with good Yacht coaching. I think yeah. Mike Malone's a super underrated coach yeah. in Denver. Mm-hmm. And his t- his players like playing for him and then Budenholzer. I mean, I, you can get his Coach of the Year award ready. The way that team plays, <laughs> yeah. or, like, literally all they have besides Brook Lopez
2: is a new coach and,
0: oh, I guess Dante DiVincenzo who's like their ninth guy. I think,
2: I think there are a couple of guys who might have something to say about that Coach of the Year thing and I think one is Nick Nurse. Yeah, he's
0: He's, yeah. he's done well, too. But if you look at who Toronto's played so far, their schedule's been kind of soft. Well, so, well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. A lot of, you know, we're talking November basketball. Yeah. When college basketball's just getting underway, it's a little too early, I guess, to, to yeah. talk playoffs. That's true. Um,
2: Maryland, big win last night over North Carolina A&T. <laughs> we're actually all, a big Wisconsin, we're all
0: excited. Wisconsin takes on Xavier tonight. Big game to start the year. That is a huge game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: wisconsin and xavier maryland looking plays forward to it. And maryland's all uh, maryland plays maryland. Virginia on november 28th oh, that was just like a big game was good. just uh was just actually oh, looking I at tickets to I that like
3: game
1: that. before we got on the podcast cats 2-0 sure. and
3: oh. it's a good yeah. start yeah.
1: Villanova's all right and <laughs> louisville fine. has we're 1-0 and oh and we have southern oh. tonight tuesday night perennial night. tournament team people then, forget yeah, southern that is true and then we'll see we got a uh it's gonna, it's gonna be an interesting year for the, for the yeah, cards. We'll tune in later. <laughs> in terms How, of, is, how's
2: yeah. um, how's Louisville football been? Oh my God, is, that, is that season number Stop. stop.
3: <laughs> I'm ready for. Yeah. I'm on for that, that note, <laughs>
0: uh, especially after Jeff Brom said, I don't know if I want to go there. Yeah, so, uh, see. well, boys, kids, we looking, we're looking forward to the rest of this week. Uh, the Cavaliers will be here on okay. Wednesday. Uh, and then Brooklyn will be here Friday as we debut the new City Edition jerseys, the black Ooh, district yeah. of, of Columbia. It's going to be a fun night. I wonder what Brooklyn's going to wear. Probably white jerseys. But right. it'll be kind of like an interesting co- uh, contrast on our court. I'm <laughs> going to be confused. I can't confused. wait to see them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so make sure gonna be you confused. come
1: out and see it and uh, see if you can decipher it with us.
2: Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I expect Brooklyn to be in black, not us. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I hope our going. players aren't confused. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, WizKids, kids. Well, we'll we'll catch you hopefully later in the week. And for now, Zach Rose and Chris Garing, Ryan Dizier and Jacob Rame. Ciao for now.